All right, so we're off and running here. You've played a breathtaking Tevi. That's it. That is it. Uh, let's keep going. I love it. I don't think we covered enough. A lot of this has to do with Bill Belichick. We haven't said the title of the podcast. We have not. It is The Podcast Guild. The Podcast Guild. The Podcast that every generation is just jealous of the next generation are we jealous of people who are younger are we going to be jealous of people that are younger no no i mean you have to focus on yourself i mean that that's first and foremost you have to focus on yourself yeah can't i mean if they are good for them yeah if guy if a kid gets out of college right now and makes over 100 grand good for him good yeah. for him <laughs> Wish I, don't, I, I don't know how you do that but yeah um uh, i don't know that's the one thing about the video industry that i'm kind of worried about too is that like do i look at people who oh my god, I got this job at this company and I'm comfortable and safe and I have this set life. Or is it the people that take really big risks and one of them ends up working out? You know, That's kind of like Christopher Nolan. Like, he, he makes a big risky movie every three years mm-hmm. and when one hits, it hits. Mm-hmm. And They all make money. Yeah, yeah, they do. They make a lot of money. And he's, one of the, he's one of the rare instances where, I mean, he, he can pretty much get away with doing whatever he wants. He's built up that much trust factor. Yeah. So he built. It's. It, I've never seen um, a director that can make what the studio wants and what he makes what he wants at the same time. It works out in both parties. Do you think it's because of something like The Dark Knight? I'm gonna hit record, brother. Oh, you are. Um, yeah, we're we're rolling right now. Oh, we are. Yeah. <laughs> just 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 pretend. That I'm not even do a structure. Just talk. Do you think that Nolan became Nolan because? I mean, he got the chance to direct Batman. Mm-hmm. He got the chance to. Is there has there other been other projects that he's probably been offered that he's just not taken? I mean, oh, of I, I, but I haven't heard any. I mean, you've you've heard of like directors attached to direct. I just think he's so secretive. It's like that like, that like Stanley is... Kubrick was originally pegged to direct AI. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think other instances. He was he, a, lot, he, yeah. a lot of movies were in development hell. Um, I really, I mean, it depends. David on the Fincher movie. was originally supposed to direct Steve Jobs. Yeah. Do you, but do you think Nolan became Nolan because he attached himself to something that he knew would be successful, like a Batman franchise? I think he became successful because of the following. <laughs> yeah. Put his, <laughs> he put his stamp you on. You seen that movie? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I, we watched it in uh, Emerson. You did? I, during college, I watched it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought I watched it with you, but I guess not. No. No. I actually, no, it's, no. it's a very pretentious movie. It's funny how the main character's name is Cobb. Cobb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you can see a lot of his themes in that. Sure. And, and so, do you think Nolan now. Do you think he'll ever go back to a, a, a franchise that's known like Batman again? Or no. I think he'll just do original movies. No, I don't. I think he'll do original movies. I For think, the rest of his career. I yeah. think Inception was the start of what he wants to be as a filmmaker. Yes, you're right. I mean, Inception was that first step. Because in a lot of ways, he wasn't really proven, I think, until Inception. Because The Dark Knight came out, it was actually, oh, you massive. Know, I, and then... I think, now, to th- now that I think of it, actually, uh, Spielberg was originally picked to... Uh, do Interstellar. To do Interstellar. That would have sucked. Then, and then... Would have been different. It would have been. been it, would have, it would have been very, very different. What would have been Interstellar directed by Steven Spielberg? It would probably be more um, Close Encounters. Close Encounters, humane. That it would I think be, you would, mean an alien. It would. It would, it would be focused. You on would a have met an family. alien. It wouldn't have been about it would be, right. I mean, more like the Super Eight route, something like that. I, 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 it would have been a little bit. We more have personal. stranger things now. I'm good. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Sure. You know, it's funny with Christopher Nolan too with Interstellar. It's like Goonies in eight episodes. Yeah. You know, why I think Interstellar was underrated is I think it was his first movie that really was about the emotional impact rather than the visual impact. I mean, mm-hmm. there was that too, but I think it's because he wrote the movie from the perspective of 
a father and a daughter, and that's where he is in his life. So, like, a lot of his movies kind of shadow his own life. Like, Inception, to me, when I see Cobb as Leo DiCaprio, his hairstyle, his 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 mannerism, yeah. to me, it kind of looks like Christopher Nolan. He mirrors looking, Nolan. Yeah, he's looking at himself as a hero or looking at yeah. himself as this guy who wants to see the world and travel and do all these things. Well, I, and, and, and just the and way he's... interstellar, he just wants to go He's home. very meticulously dressed, too. I mean, I think that that's, like, one of the biggest motifs... In a Nolan movie is, is I think you could actually find it on like Wikipedia. It's like man in suits, like like that that kind of like corporate look. Yeah, you see that in every single I mean, one of Justin movies. Bureau. Like, is that not just a Nolan ripoff? You know, it's like, essentially. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, you know, it's it's just funny how we're we're, we're in political season and uh, we're looking at some of the themes of Nolan. I mean, he's a very very corporate, yeah, f- you know, filmmaer. I mean, by by all accounts, uh, you know, ca- capitalism like- saves the world in the movie The Dark Knight Rises. It's it's you know the heroes are the wealthy and then the, the bourgeoisie is the villains and mm, essentially not that I I think like that I actually and, never thought about it that way yeah no I I was reading a an article I think it was in like um I don't know was it Slate or or was it the, um with the Guardian I, I can't remember which one but they they were saying that like a movie like The Dark Knight Rises is like the ultimate uh, right wing movie. I never really thought about it like that the before. Right wing, because it, if you really think about it, the hero is a, is a uh, a corporate vigilante. Well, would that you would you also eventually say, though, saves his his um, you know his world due to terrorism? Don't you think the right? It's true. But don't you think the right? I never. Wing, I, just, I, I thought it was interesting. No, it's, it's I never. I never thought about it. The only thing way. I would say is that I feel like the right wing side of him would say Bruce Wayne is Batman. He would have put it all over the internet, and he would have been like the guy, and everyone would have loved him, and mm-hmm. you know he would have used it for political purposes. But instead, he was trying to stop those forces. Right, and it kind right. of exposed right. how government sucks and can't do anything. Right. So you need someone like that. But that's interesting. I never thought of it in the sense yeah, but, where... But again, though, you say government sucks. Well, what's the biggest conception of a Republican? Go- Republicans want limited government. And what what, what party is full of right. in the government? The Republicans. So they're hypocrites. Well, right. <laughs> well, they all are. Government they're sucks. All, they're we need less all, of it. They're, yeah, all they're the ones in charge of the House and Senate. Yeah. Interesting. It was an interesting... I, I'll, I'll, if I... I'll I'll definitely I'll text you the link if I no, can please, find it. But so, that was a really interesting article. Well, I never that, really thought about that it. That makes me want to ask you a question then. And 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 it has nothing to do with really his movies, but mm-hmm. maybe now I want to go back and watch his movies and see if there's more of that political influence in it. Is he like what do you think he's a, he's British obviously, but where do you think he stands politically? With all of his like do you think he's more center right? Yeah. You yeah, think he's I know. more right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there is no liberal. I mean, if you, and if you think about it, I mean his his movies, I mean he's known to be a massive innovator of the last Ten years when it comes to grand scale right. movies, I would even say and Insomnia it like started that on a smaller it, scale. It, it did. Even Memento, it did. It did. Like, that it did. visual, and yeah. I, I really like Insomnia too. I, it's I watched very that recently, maybe two months ago. No one talks about how that might be Al Pacino's best role ever. Oh, it is. Like oh, ever. This side of Godfather and, um, and, and uh, Serpico, you know, like like post Sense you know, of a Woman, post Oscar. It's funny. I mean, probably post Ser- probably Serpico's his best movie, but. He's that's, so that's, that's a really good. That's good a, that's in a Insomnia. T- that's a tough. That's and a tough and I think yeah, that Insomnia is great, yeah. and we keep forgetting uh, Hilary Swank is in that movie too. And Robin Williams is the villain. Oh, I know it what was a, great. Robin Williams was very it. atmospheric movie. I, I think Robin Williams secretly there was enough like not to get into the, the so much depth. personal side of Robert Williams. So much depth, but you it. but now you know. Unfortunately, after finding out that you know he had so many issues. That a lot of the times when he played those villain roles, One Hour Photo, Insomnia, uh, even the final is cut. Is One Hour Photo one of the most disturbing movies you've ever seen? That is one of the most uncomfortably uncomfortable movies, but he was so good in it. Incredi- incredible. Because he was, at that time, still people's mind. Like, well, he was a better Robin dramatic Williams. actor. 
You know what is secretly a... I don't know if you've ever seen it. The Final Cut? Yeah, sure. As um, as a video editor, that movie hits home to me so much because I, I think about... When he's at the chair, and for people who don't know what the Final Cut's about, Robin Williams is, is a cutter. Mm-hmm. What, what, what that means is, is that there's this technology where you have a chip on the back of your neck that records your whole life. And at people's funerals, they take this technology and a cutter creates someone's life into a two, three hour movie. So at everyone's funeral, you watch this person's life from their point of view. But then you, you it, it takes a, a really like, disturbing turn, like mass surveillance, like you can watch anything at any point. You're allowed to choose whether or not you want that technology when your child is born. And then all of a sudden, like people who are in power, you find out really horrible things about them. And then he has to decide whether or not to put that footage into his life thing at the funeral and expose him for who he was or hide it for him to like keep his myth of being a good person. It, mm-hmm. It's fascinating. And, and it reminded me of a Nolan movie, and I wish he directed it. And I wish Robin Williams and Christopher Nolan could continue to do movies together because I think it would have been really interesting. Yeah, it would have been. It's, it, he never um, was in, an, in, in, in another Nolan movie. Um, and Nolan... Yeah, is he notorious wasn't. for he he. It seems like he he rotates the cycle every two films. I mean, who's done the most? Probably Michael Caine has probably been. He's in everything. He's but a, but I would. I don't even. I feel like everything. he's almost like he's a, just a he's, piece. He's a. He, but he's a centerpiece. Other than sense. Alfred, like he hasn't been. The, I mean, the prestige but he's was been a lead. But he's he been, was a, a lead he's been somewhat of a supportive moral center. Yeah. To to every main character in most of his movies. Is he wait, is he in Dunkirk or no? I don't know if he's in Dunkirk. We should look that up. I don't know if he's in Dunkirk. So, so Dunkirk brings Tom Hardy. So Tom Hardy comes from the school. Inception, of Dark Knight Inception, Rises. Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And, he and Christian really, Bale, he, he obviously. He didn't carry anyone over from an interstellar, I don't think. And now Harry Styles, huh? So is Harry Styles going to be our Matthew McConaughey? Where we 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 we, 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 we found out Matthew yeah. McConaughey was in a normal movie. We're like, what the fuck does that mean? All of a sudden, then when you and I go see Mud, and we're like. Awesome. I think is, it was is a, Harry Styles going to so be awesome. I'm so happy that you and I saw Mud together because I was like one of the we, best. We best walked out we, and the first thing together. we thought of was, well, that's why no one picked McConaughey. And he didn't even see Mud. Yeah, he did. He said no. He I said he, saw, like, clips he didn't. Of it. He didn't see. Oh, he saw Mud. like scenes from it, right? He, right. He, he probably saw Bernie before he cast him in Interstellar. No, I thought he saw. Rock he never clips. saw Mud. I thought he saw. He rock never saw him in Mud. I don't recall. Maybe I could be wrong. I'm not sure. No, you're right. But we we read something where he didn't watch Mud before he cast him in Interstellar. So. I don't know. Not that it really matters. It's, interesting too it's a great choice. Th- then we thought that that Tom Hardy was was going to be Bane because of uh, of Bronson. Of Bronson. But then you right. find out that he cast him because of Rock and Rolla. I know that's weird. Which I don't know if I agree, I don't agree, I don't agree believe. I think, but I think he's Josh and everybody. I think he is too. I think like, he's like the Belichick of of movies where he just like says some things to throw people off so people don't. He's a very he's a very smart guy he's with smart. a very dry sense of humor. And uh, what's funny is he's I, got, was, like, a flask I was reading with he's, tea in he's, it. he's so different from his brother. It's a very interesting style yeah. because we think of, like because the Coen brothers are one of my favorite filmmakers, and obviously Nolan brothers have have become you know a force. My my yeah. personal favorites, um, you know, as the years have gone on. But it's funny. I was reading an interview with Jonathan Nolan, and he was saying there is a big difference between myself and my brother. And I think a lot of this is the reason why they work together mm. so well is the stark contrast. He goes, my brother is very British. And he goes, I'm very American because I because there's like a Christopher is American is British and then Christopher's Jonathan's, British and Jonathan's yeah. more yeah, you're right. American. Very because true, Jonathan yeah. grew up uh, um, more I think from Illinois. What's their age difference? And, and I, 
Oh, there's an age difference. Christopher's a lot older, right? Yeah, I think there's like a generational like ten years, age right? difference. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So like you a can good, see there's like a good it in ten their styles. years. Yeah, yeah. But it, it works out in their favor because uh, I remember reading a script. I think I passed it on to you, but uh, um, the way he, I was reading the script for The Dark Knight Rises, and the way he describes the football scene for the Gotham. Knights, oh yeah, no. He goes, he goes yeah. American a football or something like that, and it's just it was such a British term. He doesn't understand. And he just doesn't understand Ameri- American football. You can tell him that hilarious. there are a lot of things there that like like. Even certain players, like Heinz Ward's ben, returning kickoffs, ben, ben didn't get it. Yeah, and then you know the it's uh, basically the whole th- the whole scene in a way was a quiet <laughs> f you to Mike Tomlin because they had Bill Cowher and Bill Cowher has been like yeah. retired for like four years well, you know as really, the head coach of the Steelers. You know what's funny? <laughs> ESPN did an article that like it just goes to show you how stupid ESPN is. But like the, the t- title was is Christopher Nolan doesn't understand football. Yeah, and it was like the five reasons why the Dark Knight. Rises wasn't a good movie, and he named it all because of the football scene. Like, oh, the stadium would have been more packed. Um, it was Grand Rapid City versus Gotham, where Gotham is supposed to be what's supposed to be New York, but Grand Rapid is the small town. So, like, the, 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 it didn't work out in terms of the geography. But it would have been even. <laughs> but it would it would have been even more, uh, you know, egregious if it was like you know the Steelers versus the Giants because it's just you're just. You're going into like self parody almost. Well, technically, it was Seahawks Steelers, right? In the scene. Yeah. Because yeah. you had Matt Hasselback. Right. Uh, yeah. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. But, but I think what was genius about that scene is how, even though he doesn't understand football, he understood that it was important to show enough where, like, it's a great Gotham, scene. Well, Gotham is just kind of like a shadow of America. Right. right. So we're going to have the New York backdrop, but we're also going to have, like, Pittsburgh in it. And then we're going to make it as if it's just America. Like, Gotham is America. And we're going to have real players that maybe will go like, ooh, this feels more real because I'm seeing the colors of the teams. I'm seeing Ben Roethlisberger. But it also goes to show you, too, like, shouldn't have been, that been the New England Patriots? Shouldn't well, have been and Red, believe, White, and Blue. You and I believe. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, uh, it should have been Tom Brady and Belichick. I That's America right there. And the other interesting style contrast between the two was Jonathan was saying, he goes, my, my brother Chris is also very, very old school. And that makes a lot of sense to me because this is a director that does not like to likes to use little to no CGI, likes to go See, I think very, he does. I just think it's practical CGI. Well, right, right. Yeah. But he like likes Interstellar it. is genius right. in their visuals. And he would pro- he's probably one that would rather shoot on film. Yeah. Than, than on digital. Well, I would say the biggest difference is you can tell, like, if you look at Batman vs. Superman and you see scenes of, of Bruce Wayne, you see a lot of just green screen shots where, like, if you look at, I'm not going to his Batman movies, but if you go to Interstellar, the, the spaceship, you see a, they built a spaceship. Yep. And they would put CGI outside of it. Mm-hmm. So the, the stuff that you're seeing in the foreground is real. And then you're seeing little spots where they have to add certain things to add that, you know, that space feel, I guess. You know, the shots of the black holes and yeah. and all that. But genius. genius. Yeah, no, and, yeah. and Jonathan was saying that, you know, he's more tech-oriented. Mm-hmm. And that is on display with a show like Person of Interest, where it, obviously technology is invented to save the planet because... Did you ever continue I that watched, show? I watched one or two episodes, and I really, really liked it. I watched, it. I watched it, the pilot it, it and liked very, it, but then in CBS... It was very just... Dark Knight thematic, but at the same time, like, no offense to your ex-company, but it's primetime. If that show was on HBO, I, I would, and if it was ten episodes long per season, I would have watched it. I loved the concept. It should have been on a I thought it, I thought it was a great Jim Caviezel performance. I heard Michael Emerson was good. And Michael Emerson, I mean, obviously our, our guy from Lost. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a great concept. But Michael Emerson. I, I just can't do primetime, man. Why isn't man. he I just in can't. more movies? 
And it's funny because he seems like he would be a good fit for a Nolan movie too. He would be. Yeah, absolutely. I think I he'd think be good in a lot of He's things. He's really just gone TV. He hasn't gone from movies to TV. You know who he'd be perfect in? And, and I'm only on the first season and I'm way behind and I'm not a Last big time fan. I, I, I feel like he'd be on American Horror Story. He'd be perfect yeah, in a show like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Have you finished watching the first season? I'm uh, halfway through. Messed up. I, I'm, I'm messed up. I'm never. It's very divided. Uh, someone told me the ending of the first season, so I'm kind of bummed out about that. But it's very, it's very well done, very well done. But I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I it's, never really caught on. Um, I, I, horror. I like horror the style. TV shows I like the style. To me are tough to get into. I like anthology shows. They they've seemed to figure that out with reinventing a cast every season. Uh, something true detective. Well, I think could, a lot of people like do. that because then you don't have to worry about long term contracts. You don't have to worry about you know. Well, I think in a perfect world, most networks would like that. Because I'm, if, a show, if a show were to get big, like a show like Friends, then you're going to have every cast member demanding like three or four yeah, million. Well, they're also getting episode. 50 million viewers, so I think they could afford it. They right. made a lot of money off of it. Oh, of course they did. <laughs> not to mention their cost of actually and, shooting and, an episode was zero dollars, and it'll never happen again. No, I mean, we're not in that day and age anymore. I mean, I mean, I mean what's 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 a show now that that's would Friends? Demand- like Big Bang Theory, maybe? I mean, do, I, do all the cast members I don't, do they have a hold off for that show? Oh, I think they, do. they make a lot of money. Yeah. They all make 700, yeah. 800 grand an episode. Yeah. Or whatever it so is. So it'll be but, interesting to see in the oncoming years once that show is off and what they'll get into. But look at their ratings. Too. Their ratings, I mean, I don't know what it is now. I don't, I don't watch the show, but I, I, I don't either. But, I, you know, I checked the Nielsen ratings and, and it's up at 15, 16 million. But that is number one what, shows what, now. Friends, like, what did ER, Friends get? Like 25? At least, yeah, at least. They, I mean, their their finale that had fifty like, million. I, in its heyday, like American Idol was getting like fifty million. In Not anymore. No, it's well, gone it's now. Like, it's gone now. I mean, I mean, the, in its heyday. Well, the like, biggest oh, thing circa too. one. The biggest 02. thing too is that the, the 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 way they rate things is all off. The Nielsen ratings mm-hmm. are this old format that existed at a time in which it doesn't take into account. The way people consume things anymore. It's, but it's impossible. It's this to do old that, idea too. of four people sitting on a couch watching a television and then determining factors off that. Mm-hmm. Now they've added other things in. The reason why Game of Thrones became a huge hit was not only their live. Like they're able to say they get twenty million an episode because they count the DVR replays and all that stuff. What they need to do is start rating it based off of social media interaction, based off how much, like. Like, I mean, it's it's harder because, like, movies, you it's so easy to determine how much a movie makes because you buy a ticket and you right, go see it. Right, you buy a ticket, you go see it. It's very simple. Nowadays, what they need to do is, and this is why I think Netflix is kind of genius, is that they don't release the amount of ratings because all they care about is having subscribers. Mm-hmm. So they make their money off of nine ninety nine a month to how many million, how many people? 100 million people have Netflix? 200, something like that? And they, they base it on... You know, subscription totals, and then every year, and then they every they quarter. find other ways to make money through advertising and through you know, but they don't they're not they're they're not they don't need advertisers to come to to them. They can no, go to no, them no, whenever no. they want, right? You know, like NBC and CBS and ABC and Fox football, the NFL, right? That's all, their main draw. They're now. they're prisoners to the advertisers, right? HBO and Netflix can do whatever the hell they want. They've never Netflix has never canceled. One of their own shows. The only time, and except Lilyhammer, they just, just chose not to continue it after two seasons. My, my mom loves that show. Yeah, look, that's okay. I never watched it. A big disappointment right now that's happening with them is the show Bloodline, which is a great show. It's one of the best shows on TV, I think, right now. And they're ending it after the third season. Not necessarily. I mean, they and don't. I, and I love that. They wanted five. They they went in with for five. A seasons. lot of Netflix shows want five. House they want they've won five for House of Cards. But too. they've never ended a show before. They've never canceled a show. Right. They've stopped. The problem with Bloodline is that where they shoot their show in the Florida Keys, there's issues with 
the amount of money it's now going to cost to shoot in those locations because of certain tax laws that have changed. Right. So now they're looking at it going like, you know, it's a practical like way of kind of ending it. And, you know, it's too bad, but maybe that is like, we, we talk about this all the time too, Andrew, where sometimes shows are better when they end like quicker, like The Leftovers. I we, think three seasons is perfect for a show. It's pretty good. Depends. Three to five. Breaking Bad was good for five and a half, six, you know. But Breaking Bad was is the gold standard I think right any now. show that's in season seven... Is it is it good? Well, anymore? I think if it's Game of Thrones, it's different because you you have source very, material. Very, you have a lot of source. You have material. source material. So now that we've gone, I'm gonna I'm gonna drive the uh, podcast to you, my friend. Now that we are, you know, we have a, a few more episodes of Game of Thrones too, I believe. Yeah. Um, and now we see a pilot for Westworld, mm-hmm. a very very popular concept written by our own Jonathan Nolan. What did you think of the premiere? Uh I liked it a lot. I thought, that, you know, I haven't seen the 1973 uh, movie version. With Yul Brenner. No, Yul Brenner. I, I have not. And I actually... My, my father has. And now, and I haven't read the book yet, but now I really want to. But I I, I thought it was the perfect timing for is it a bu- Is it a book? It was Michael Crichton. Well, Michael Crichton wrote the screenplay, but I don't know if it was a book. It wasn't a book? I don't think it was. Because I looked that up too. I, I, mean, oh. I could be wrong. I believe Michael, oh, so Michael Crichton, Crichton wrote, wrote the screenplay. the original movie. Right. So right. This, this show is based, based off, off the movie. Of, yeah, and apparently in the movie... That's my bad. The, the, I thought it was a book. And apparently in the movie, the the difference... I mean, it could develop this way, and if it did, I would be very, very interested because you and I both love the movie, the original movie, Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah, of course. And it it's kind of got that feel But because, I think you're right. What we talked about before about maybe Spielberg directing Interstellar. Right, like, right. This this is not a Spielberg tone. No. This is high concepts. This is like um, thinking about... Uh, this is Inception this as a Western. Is, is, is basically Inception as a Western. Or, or what's that? Which um, I love. It's Inception as a Western, but it's also kind of reminds me of like Total Recall. It reminds me of like this alternate or, or visual. Like, I just think it, it's about to mirror the next stage of where we're going as humans. Genre and specific. That's, a, that's a, a virtual reality. Virtual reality, but at the same time, it's like what Game of Thrones, as we talked about before, before the podcast, did for fantasy. This is going to do... For, the for, Western. for Western marrying sci-fi. It's not going to be Cowboys now. Because now we're, gonna, we're not going to see... <laughs> no, okay. Oh, God. <laughs> so, so, so bad. Which, Love the concept. Great concept. Love the concept. But just the, the, the silent, the silent the strong silent type in Daniel Craig, I, I just can't see how that could be a driving force. The tone was like off that. because the first 20 or 30 that minutes... That Olivia Wilde. The first 20, 30 minutes of that movie... Uh, and I think you, maybe now that you're watching Westworld, maybe watch it so you can see some of the parallels, but I'm not going to hold you to that. A Million the, Ways to Die in the West? God, that was so <laughs> Remember when we tried to watch that? Was, that. that was like... We, we, I was, we, we turned it off after 15 minutes? I actually finished it because it was... Oh, you really? Well, you I, did? I, I eventually oh, you had rented to. It, you rented it. I, I rented it. I was like, I'll just might as well finish it. It's and so bad. I, because you know, it's, we love Seth MacFarlane. You know, I I felt, you know who I felt the worst for in that entire movie was Neil Patrick Harris. He just had to do things in that that were just so embarrassing for his career. The whole, the whole movie's embarrassing. Yes, it is. But it's embarrassing that Seth MacFarlane. But, but I that. like how you're you're, you're it's a fucking writer of Ted. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the, the parallel though of like what Game of Thrones did for fantasy and now now Westworld. Right, because there. the Dark Tower is going to be coming. Because now now there's going to be this new way of. of I seeing... really think that should have been a show though. I, because ima- imagine it should this. be an HBO show. It, 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 but, but, be, but HBO yeah. chose. To go with Westworld, they didn't, you did can't they, have both those shows. Did they offer, the get offered Dark Tower? The Dark around. Tower was has around. been in development hell, and, and, and this is one subject that I know about because I love this series. I think this is probably Stephen King's best book, 
in my or opinion. Because it's, one, it's just so because yeah. I think the Man in Black. You is can one give of, me the first book. I'm on I think now, the Man in Black, so of which Matthew McConaughey is going to play in the movie, is one of the most fascinating characters. It's funny because I almost pictured Idris Elba and Matthew McConaughey not like being the opposite roles. But I, I, I think this I works. Think, but I, I think, think this works. works. I think so both of them better. are going to be so phenomenal together. Yeah. I cannot Who's wait. Who's directing? See, I think it's some Nordic filmmaker. I, I hate to stereotype. I, I literally don't know the the, uh, the guy's name. I think I just wrote read somewhere that he's like from Finland. Or okay, from, they're a great filmmakers. No, so yeah, but, fine, but did did he do something beforehand that would like make him get this job? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think he was originally directed. He was going to direct that. Um, that Scorsese movie, The Snowman, um, that was a, a great book that I read by Joe Nesbo. But uh, I, don't, I think, again, that, that got weaved into the corners. But Interesting. I, I think he was directing that. But nevertheless, this movie, this concept has been in development hell for a really, really long time. Originally, J.J. Mm-hmm. Abrams was supposed to develop this for HBO. I don't like that. I don't like it either. I don't like it either. What he is was, okay? He it's was, like it's he, like um eleven twenty two sixty three. They wanted to make that into a show. The Stephen Stephen King book. Basically, basically they want to take every Stephen King book and make it into a show. I got it hundred pages into eleven twenty two sixty three, and I had a very tough time. With, really, yeah. it's one of the best books I've ever read. Yeah, excellent. It's huge. I know. But they ended up making it into some shitty miniseries James with, with James Franco, and they put yeah. it on Hulu. <laughs> It's okay if it's on Hulu. No, that's fine, but it was, it well, was Abrams really bad, that too, it was really, It was really bad, dude. Oh, let me ask you. Abrams had, trust me, Abrams had nothing well, to do with well, that. Okay, so let me ask you about this, because I, we were talking about this earlier, about Chris, like using a name to sell a product. So J.J. Abrams, his name is on Westworld, and I'm going to get to a, a, a yeah. comparison here. Yeah. But I want to ask you this first, and then I'll get to so it. So basically, they just they chose so what, Westworld over Dark Knight. But what does J.J. Uh, Abrams have to do with this show? Did he... Like is he just like his company Bad Robot, or did did like did he make some notes on it? Did he is he going to direct an episode? Like what? No, I, I think originally sometimes and you, you you see this where if if there's like a director like J.J. Abrams that's first attached to direct it or adapt it, and then it just goes through, it just goes through development hell. They get and, the, and then the, the script is shopped around. Somebody like Jonathan Nolan uh, rewrites it, and then he becomes a producer. They just give they just give J.J. Right. Abrams credit. Right. I don't think he has anything to All do right. with so this. So then that brings me to the point that yeah. I wanted to bring up. Christopher Nolan, mm-hmm. his name is on as a producer or story credit mm-hmm. to Man of Steel, Batman, Superman. I'm not sure. I haven't seen Suicide I think it Squad nothing, yet. I, I really do. So in in New York, um, a, a couple years ago, I saw Christopher Nolan speak at at um, Juilliard. I'm so jealous. And I know. And Fuck he, you. I know. You he, and Ryan. It was it was it was twenty dollars. It was twenty dollars. I would have paid a hundred. I would have paid at least. <laughs> right? It was fascinating. And so at the very, he t- he broke down the whole Batman franchise. Uh, but at the very end of it, the moderator asked Christopher Nolan, "Oh, so you you know you're you're the producer now on Man of Steel? It's kind of the first DC movie after your thing. Mm-hmm. You're you're producer on it. Um, what what do you what do you think of it? And and he just you know he just kind of said, well, you know, Zack Snyder's doing some very he's, interesting. He's things. being polite. <laughs> he's being polite, right? But my question to you then, with J.J. Abrams being on Westworld, Nolan being on all these names, is it damaging to the product to have those big names on something when it's not what your expectations are going to be? Because when I see directed by Christopher Nolan, it means a lot more than produced by. It does. Uh, no, no, I don't think it means anything. Does it I help really don't. the movie? I don't think it does. No, it doesn't help the We're movie. We're not going to see and Man it, of Steel it, because it, of Christopher and Nolan. And it doesn't hurt the filmmaker's credentials either. Because he just I, see, I, I saw yeah. like, like Quentin Tarantino presents Hostile. I mean, yeah, that's true. You know, I don't think it means anything. Ooh, I really point. don't. That's, that's, I really don't think it means anything. I think it's just, okay, way to they're sell just it. giving you money and it's just, a, it's just an advertisement ploy. Yeah. That's really all it is. Trust me. 
Yeah. Uh, Christopher Nolan was like sitting on the toilet one day and he just came up with some <laughs> shitty idea for a concept for Man of Steel and just gave it to David Esquire. David Esquire is looking for anything to just be attached. Is David Esquire just like the whore of the Nolan family? Like, yes. go do this, go yeah. do that, and yeah. he'll just get no credit. He's, but... he's, he's the PA. He's yeah. the bitch boy. Oh, my God. How about that? When Batman and Superman came out. He had out, nothing. Trust me. David but... Esquire had nothing to do with Batman Begins. Well, when he had the interview, um, I'm sure he had Dark something. Night. He might have had some yeah. idea or concept, I think he, I but, think but he, most of it is Nolan. He's you have to cr- think it's Nolan because Nolan has written yeah. stuff on his own and has succeeded. He wrote Inception. Well, I he wrote Inception on his own because there's times he where he wrote it on his own. He wrote it on his own. He wrote Interstellar on its on his own. I, or, no, I, think I think he wrote, he wrote that wrote with, with Jonathan. I think he wrote that with Jonathan. And he, yeah. he's writing Dunkirk by himself. Yeah, Dunkirk. Dunkirk is a sole um, writership. He's credited as the sole writership of of, of Dunkirk, I believe. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I was, I was going to look up something here. Um, so what? Like, but to get back to the pilot yeah. of Westworld, um, I loved it. It definitely exceeded my expectations. Like, like, uh, like you said, um, I thought it was basically what Inception would have been like as a western. Mm. Um, they matched it tonally. I thought it had some really interesting performances. I love the fact that Evan Rachel Wood could potentially be a star in the making in this. I mean, because I really she, like her. It's funny she went from being kind of a, the, a very it, good indie actress. Yeah, um, she was in that crazy movie with um, Ed Norton. I forget what it was called. It was kind of like a like a modern day western. I, I say modern day western. I forget what it was called, but apparently she got some really good buzz in that movie. Modern they were in like a western. weird relationship. Yeah, I, I forget what it was, uh, but apparently she got she was really good. Thought she was excellent in thirteen. Thirteen was incredible. Incredible. I, mean, probably I, I think the, it was like an autobiography of like the Nikki scariest Reed's life. Movie to watch as a parent, probably because that could that like, it was just it was just performance galore everywhere. Yeah. Um, and I, every time I, I just think of her, I think that is her defining moment as an actress. I, I'm looking it up now because I, I now I want to know the name of that movie, the Western. Um, oh yeah, she was, the Valley or something. She was in the Wrestler. Oh gosh, she was. So oh good. yeah, she was incredible. So good. No, she's a great actress. No, I, I'm, I'm really glad. Um, yeah, I'm really um, glad that she appears to be a breakout character. She was in the Ides of March too. I forgot about oh, that. I know. Uh, the Western, the Western. But it, obviously, it looks like um, you know. It look, uh, it's nice to see Jeffrey Wright in there. I, I've always been a big not the Jeffrey missing, Wright fan. right? You're not talking about the missing, right? No, yeah, no, 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 no. It's a movie with Ed Norton. The missing was with um, Tom yeah, Lee that, Jones. Uh, it was in, in, it was Into in, the in, Forest. Was it Into the Forest? I'm with, not sure. With uh, nope, that was that's not Edward Norton. Sorry, I, I don't mean to to, to to drag it down, but now you got me interested because now I kind of want to see this. I um, know, no, no, I. I um, I, I I didn't see the movie myself, but it really got some interesting buzz. Interesting. Um, okay. I mean, well, all right. So Ed Norton is an actor like I feel would actually work very well in a Nolan movie. I feel like he's an actor that can. I mean, did you ever think Ed Norton would be a good Taylor fit actor for a Wes Anderson movie? I didn't, but I thought he was really really good in Moonlight Kingdom. Oh God, that was Moonrise Kingdom. Excuse me, Moonlight Kingdom. And he was in uh, um, Grand Budapest Hotel. Which is definitely Wes Anderson's best Excellent. movie. I think it's his, it's his best movie. Stylistically, um, as, as far as a director, it's perfect. He finally got his nomination. I, I think I think his best script is still Rushmore, um, but I think his finest movie by far is The Grand Budapest Hotel. I think I think his best Down in the Valley. Down in the Valley. Down in the okay. Valley. Okay. Six point five rating on IMDb. I think his best. I think when I think David of, Morris is in this movie. Interesting. Rory Culkin. <laughs> when I think Boosted. Oh my god. When I when I think of uh, Wes Anderson, <laughs> I think of Royal Tenenbaums first because actually, um, Royal Tenenbaums was one of the first already movies I ever bought as a kid. I don't know why. It's a great. I, it's a great. Movie. And I watched it's it great for movie. the first time when I was fourteen. I didn't understand a thing. Did anybody understand? But, 
I loved it for some weird reason, and as I got older, I kept watching it and kept watching it, and and I just think that Rushmore will always be my favorite. Yeah, it, it just it won't it won't surpass anything in my opinion because um, to me that movie is on parallel with The Graduate. Okay, it's The Graduate of the nineties. Very good point. Now, do you think that Wes Anderson? Now we're talking about Wes Anderson. We're just jumping ship. We're jumping ship. But, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, you know what? These are our, our favorite filmmakers, so, so I, that's fine with me. I, I don't want to jump too far off the Nolan train, but but. Although Moonrise Kingdom has, be- has slowly become a movie that I'm always occasionally watching on Netflix for yeah. some very strange reason, it's so that and the, and the main actress in that in that movie is uh, lives over in Andover, Massachusetts, ten minutes away from us. Really? Yeah. Yeah. What's her name? Um, Kara Hayward. The only reason I know that is because I was literally on the T one day and I saw her name mentioned in like the Metro News. Is like she, when that movie was coming out, is she in any other movie? No, I, I don't know. I don't think so because I thought I thought she did a great job in Moonrise Kingdom. I thought that the whole the the, uh, the two uh, child actors were great. All right, so then to jump back then to to, to combine, and, Bruce, and Bruce Willis too. Yeah, yeah, he was good to combine yeah. to combine this back with Nolan. I wanted to ask you a question because this year we're in kind of a down year for movies. I mean, let's, uh, there's no kind of kind of yeah, like to the point where you know TV it, has become the heavyweight. We we've talked about that before in this yeah. podcast, but you and I are very big movie lovers. And we don't. We're not even going to a lot of movies right now. Next year we have Dunkirk, Wes Anderson. You know he he makes movies, and when we see one, it's something that we're like, okay, we're event. going. It's an event. It's the Nolan Bowl. So I would also say that Wes Anderson is is to me is an event when he has a movie. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he's has one coming out soon. No, he does. Uh, it, ho- hopefully it's next year. Did you see ever see but, the um? Because his short movies, his short films, the are short just film as good. with uh, Darjeeling Limited, was it? Um, was the one that, oh, that one. there was one there was Hotel Chevalier yes, with, yes, with yes. Natalie Portman yeah. was, it was weird but it, was, it, was, it was good very weird, but no but. he made one um, based off like some 1960s uh, race car driver in Italy it, it, and it stars Jason Schwartzman it's like 7 to 14 minutes long that's cool and it's all done in one shot that's pretty cool oh wow I know I like, like typical like, that's Wes Anderson like right there. typical Wes Anderson right. style so I need to see that definitely need to send see me that. that yeah if we're at a time now where movies are up. I think what's – it's almost kind of like where football is with the ratings declining. Like we're losing kind of the stars of what made the NFL so popular for such a long time. You know, Peyton Manning retired. Well, I Tom think, Brady was suspended. I think a lot of it has well, to do with political. It is. It is. But let me, let me get to my point for a second. 80, 80 million people are watching the first debate yes, that's, and then that's true. Night Football. That's true. But it's hard. But the idea of movies need their star filmmakers to keep the industry going. Christopher Nolan's one of them. Wes Anderson's one of them. Paul Thomas Anderson may be one of them. I'm only bringing that up because he's his next movie is with Daniel Day Lewis again, so that will be an event. You have to throw Day. So that that's more of a Daniel Day. Like, all right, so Daniel Day is on that level when his movie comes out. It's an event. Next year we have Dunkirk Christian coming Bale out. Be like that. Is next year going to be better? Are we going to feel better about movies next year? Is it just one of those things where think, every other I year? We, where... I think we are going to be this year. I think once the Oscar movies come out, um, aren't they I, supposed I, to be coming? It's October, man. I understand, but it, you, you know how they... There's always a movie, right. first of all, that gets buzzed that we haven't seen or heard of. So we did our top five list um, recently on a podcast episode of what we're looking forward to the most. Manchester by the Sea, The Arrival. But, but okay. is All right, so maybe Arrival. They're but, just different. They're different. Well, do um, we have an event movie this year? And don't say Rogue One. I was going to say Silence. Because we know... All right. Yeah, because now we officially know when. It's now we have out. a Scorsese movie. Yeah, all right. 
I guess that's the only one that really is the event that you and I are going to have to go see. I'm excited to see it, but at the same time, it's not a subject matter that particularly fascinates me. Too. Yeah, it's just that's Scorsese. the thing. Like, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence about, yeah. but it doesn't matter because I think I'm more it's fascinated. It's a Scorsese movie. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited to see what kind of year Andrew Garfield has because he's Hacksaw doing Ridge. that and Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah. And I love Adam Driver. You and I are both getting yeah. pretty big with Adam Driver. And that so. special, he was great in that. I mean, and, Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars could have been nominated for an Oscar. And you like girls, so. <laughs> I think I think finally um, no that that actually brings me to my my firstborn here is apparently that movie uh, that show is in its last season they just wrapped up so finally this very good actor that you and I like Adam Driver can be free of that disgusting filth <laughs> I can't judge it you know too much the, you know what's the great the greatest thing that happened this year in football what? Odell Beckham ignored Lena Dunham at uh, at the gala event yeah. It was hilarious. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's his best. Like he, mo- it's his best doing, moment. He's not doing. Too and he's, well he's right not now. doing too well. That's yeah. that's officially been his best moment <laughs> as, this year. Is ignoring Lena Dunham at the gala. Can <laughs> picture the two of them in a seat like she's talking to him? He's like, who is this? But it's like, how do you? I mean, even if yeah. he thought that way about yeah. her, how do you make up a narrative about somebody and then just bring that to the uh, Amy Schumer show? I don't. I just. You know, I we, wonder. We need to stop rewarding and pandering these people. I mean, this just. Oh my god, she's such a mentally ill person. I don't know about that. She, kind of, she's mentally ill. That's kind of far, man. No, it's not. She admitted to molesting her sister. That's pretty bad. It's, you don't consider that mental illness? Uh, okay, that's mental illness. <laughs> well, I guess what I'm saying is that there's a lot of times there's a pressure. Like Amy Schumer, when tra- the train shooting during his movie, her movie Trainwreck, she I had actually to come like out. that movie. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. She, she had to come out and say something. And I wonder if sometimes maybe in the position that they're in with the people that they're around... Sometimes there's just a, a you didn't a, even say the constant and 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 um, train wreck and girls. What? Come on, you know the constant uh... Apato. Oh, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> he developed both of them. Yeah, well, and no, you know she, why? She because, because he's been getting she so much. Her show. He's gotten so much flack over the years for being a misogynist because of knocked up, and so he had to like reinvent See, I himself and oh, his man, perspective. I so disagree with that. I not, feel not like that's you, what he's had to do. But no, no, I, I don't think he is at no. all. I, I, the, the funny thing is that even Catherine Heigl's coming out now that her career's shit. Yeah. She's coming out and saying, like, you know, you know, I, I, I was felt, wrong. I, well, that... But it was she, always because that movie was supposed to star Anne Hathaway, and she made a big deal over, over creative differences. Anne Hathaway did? Yeah. Because... Which I thought that would have been a great role for her, too. It's a shame. I mean, Catherine... I, I love that movie. I watch it every time it's on. You don't? What, Knocked Up? Yeah. I love that movie. Yeah, it's, it's excellent. They don't, they don't make comedies like it anymore. We don't have comedies of the summer anymore. See, that, that was, also, That's like a one, big that was also one of his criticism, too, is that he, his movies are too long. I love a long comedy, don't you? You just you don't see them anymore. The only movie that I thought was too long and, the and I just Virgin? Didn't, didn't like was This Is 40. I never, I th- never even saw it. I it didn't thought it good was, to me. I think he made it because... He probably had reflecting a, his he, reflecting his life. It was too much of him himself. Well, but, that's because he's he's trying to become Albert Brooks, right? Now, James Brooks, James L. Brooks, yeah, yeah. But but I got to give him credit for trying to to keep his autorism going. And he and he did, but he he felt in his mind that those were two breakout characters. And 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 the movie knocked up. I didn't think they were breakout. Characters. I love Paul Rudd. You know how much I love Paul Rudd. No, I thought Not he the was the biggest fan of Leslie. No, Mann, I thought but... they were perfect characters for supporting roles. They, like... Right, but but but. But also you, you and I talk did. about sometimes like movies where you 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 see a breakout character where you kind of go that character could have yeah. its own movie like Tropic Thunder. Les Grossman could have his own movie. Should have you know should have his own movie. Uh, Brandon Saint Randy and Zach and Mary make a porn. Uh, could have 
have his own No, 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 no. Oh, are you at Munrover? Why is he like that, Munrover? I will be your Sherpa of the mountain of Gaines. So you guys suck each other's cocks. Oh, like crazy. So... So, Andrew, did you know that you know that Kaylin? Oh, I'm embarrassing him again. You know that my wife met uh, Justin Long at her old work. <laughs> really? Yeah. So it's really so Kay- Justin Long. So my wife like doesn't know a lot of Justin Long movies, but that's yeah. okay. But she loves. Oh, Zach she and knows Mary. Zach and Mary. Zach, well, that was our first date. First date. But but he came into her her work and she was like. He's like, hey, Justin, I'm, I'm a big fan of you. He's like, oh, thanks. He's like, yeah, I loved you in Zack and Miri. <laughs> and, and he like kind of gave a look like, really? Of all movies? <laughs> what's, but, his, what's his best movie? I mean, he's known for bigger things, you could say. Live for your die hard? Yeah, yeah, that's definitely it. No, I mean, you could say <laughs> that. a bad movie. That he's just kind of like someone who's in everything, like Galaxy Quest and, and um, you oh, know. Oh, man. Uh, Is that uh, one of the most, under, and, most underappreciated comedies of the 90s? They, they're making a TV show out of it. They're trying to, anyway. It's yeah. been, every time I, every year I I see yeah, Galaxy and, Quest and, and, and you know what? I like hearing that because that means that Tim Allen can end Last Man Standing. I don't know why that show is still on. Is that six seasons because, or something? Because you know what? That just goes to show you how popular he was on TV. That, that really is. Like when you talk about TV auteurs, do you think, well, don't you think he's up there? Do you rank – I mean we, we're going we're gonna to take Bill Cosby out of the equation now yeah, because of obvious talk. reasons. Yep. Is he TV's number one dad of all time? Is Tim Allen – as Tim Taylor, I mean, number I think one dad. Maybe for us because we grew up in that time. Absolutely, but I mean, name, but name a dad. Like I mean, I can't because I don't watch. I mean, Prime people time, grew up maybe. during Leave It to Beaver, and you could argue there's all right. Like, but I mean, but popularity us, where we in, can we can look at Nielsen ratings and whatnot. I, yeah, I, I would because agree. I think Last Man Standing it literally proves my theory because that show is going on what five six seasons. And it doesn't look like it's slowing down anytime soon, and that's only because they're running off the old twenty year success of Tim Allen. He was that big and that popular. He was that I, I think people don't, I mean, not, not even think about it, but they're realizing, like, that's how big Tim Allen is. I think I think maybe they started Last Man Standing two years. I mean, that's how big maybe, like, Ben Savage's character yeah. um, from Boy Meets World right, was so, because they had that horrendous show, Girl Meets World. And I guess apparently, from what I'm told, the only good episodes are when they bring back the alumni. Yeah. You're, you're right. Sean. Well, that's Rashton. why the only, people wa- the only reason why people watch it exactly. is exactly. from their nostalgia. I, 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 I couldn't agree with you more about how big he is. But I it's think, huge. I mean, that has I, never occurred to me as of now. How no, but big well, how Tim Allen is. I think they dropped, they missed the boat, and it's no one's fault. I just think that they, you know, the show's not good, Last Man Standing. I, I saw the, we watched the pilot I, right, right, just right, out of, right, you know, right, curiosity. Um, Horrendous. It's not for us. They're just trying to flip around. Right. But he had they missed, they missed the train because Netflix has uh, <laughs> Fuller House back on. Now, uh, back on the air like did they do you think that if Last Man Standing didn't come out and then this came out you tell me they wouldn't put Home Improvement oh they would have they absolutely because all the people need they a career would've. all of them are not doing anything one season would would have been totally worth it I I, th- I still think it would be I would have I, I, I think so I originally thought that would be a bad idea I actually yeah. think it would be a great idea we're going to do a because friend's... Netflix has become the landing spot for you know these old great like nostalgic shows that we're feeling mostly mostly they're coming from the 90s yep and they're, oh, just, they're, they're just destroying they're, our childhood did you see the Legend of the Hidden Temple trailer oh my god you see Kirk Fogg <laughs> Host of the show. <laughs> now, they're, now they're bringing back Family Double Dare with Mark Summers. <laughs> oh, God, they just can't. They don't know what to do. TV is just de- desperate. They're just going to keep. They're going to milk. Well, everything because because you know, I mean, you we can all like compare like what TV generations better and whatnot. Obviously, this one as a whole is the best. But as far as like the child, but as far as childhood TV, the 90s. Nickelodeon in the nineties was the apex. You're never going to get. 
that because they came up with the craziest, you know why? fucked up shows. Well, you know why? You look at the talent that they had. They Family had, Double Dare. Well, they hired really talented people. Exactly. Well, that's my point. The original that's original writers. Why, why, like, um, well, the original because like Snick. A, a lot of those of original writers. Are you afraid of the dark? Became that like, show ex- would that show exist on a no, TV no, show now? No, we come out now. Scared no, the hell out of absolutely, kids. Absolutely now you not. have parents calling in and people be terrified. Exactly. And, exactly. And it'd be absolutely. too many like. Is it too controversial it's for it's children? Too controversial for children. Screw that. A lot of that reason why I was able to do good is because America had. A great alliance with Canada because that That's that true. entire show was filmed in Canada. Filmed in Canada, yeah. So I mean, that was Shyamalan's first techn- t- first script. Oh, he's totally ripped that off, dude. He was, oh, it's like from it's verbatim. Just, it makes him look. Really but you know bad. what? Every filmmaker rips something off. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but ni- the 1990s was the apex. All right. Uh, how about this? Doug Rugrats, Audio Monsters. All right. Of all the shows, of those, all the shows that we grew up with in the 90s, which one should have been directed by Christopher Nolan? <laughs> Think about it. Oh my god! Know, space cases, maybe, or, or like, I know, I know, it sounds really weird. It but, is weird, but we should. I'm we trying should, to think. Yeah, I mean, that'd be interesting if we saw like a oh, '90s style oh, wow. like show directed by like. What if Christopher Nolan directed an Are You Afraid of the Dark episode? That'd be really weird. And <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> be very corporate. It'd be very corporate. Yeah. <laughs> you have, like kids in suits. Yeah. Kids in suits. Uh, um, uh, so it would be like like Boy Meets World because they would be like in prep school. Yeah, like, totally. <laughs> that would be really like it would be so underbelly. Oh, <laughs> that'd be really fucked up. All right, so we talked about in our last podcast that we we're going to do a Friends episode soon. Oh, I can't. But wait. But I also think like you know we're, what we're, I'm most most forward looking. Look, look, yeah, forward we're going to have my wife on who's a big fan. We're going to have Danielle. one of our friends, Danielle, big fan. That'll come up at some point whenever we can get our our our, our schedules our roundtable discussion. Yeah. But for you and I, though, we are so fascinated with the 90s because, I mean, and so is pop culture because it's coming back. Everything. Guts will be coming back soon. Every 20 years, it's like they're going to reinvent what was. But I'm glad you brought up Tim Allen, though, because we're going to talk about friends. I think you and I should do, like, a home improvement episode, a Boy Meets World episode. You and I could talk about home improvement here for like two I could talk, hours. I could talk home improvement hours. Is it? I a still show? watch it. All right. So, do you think it's that? Your, it, but it's also our comfort show. All right. I'm going to get a little deep for a second when it comes to these kind of shows. We saw a generation change around. You know, when we were kind of going into college, I think the gener like the world kind of changed around us with technology, the way we consume shows, mm-hmm. the way that that family values have changed with. The amount of divorces in this country. I would say like 08. Okay, really so let's let's, yeah. Yeah. let's 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 use that. Yeah. Was like, do you think that we as a culture need a character like what Tim Taylor did? Because he was the kind of guy that was lovable, but he also, but he, and he was an idiot. But he was quick. But he was, but he was quick. quick. That's but, why. That's that's. But there was one episode that I found like I still think about this episode, and maybe we'll just get a little bit into home Ooh, which one? here. Yeah. It was later on in the show. And it was when Tim Tim Later Taylor's, seasons were pretty good. Yeah, it's when very Tim, good, very Tim, mature. Tim Taylor's character had the opportunity to go into space, and it, oh, remember that? Yeah, yeah, a little yeah. ridiculous and crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he had a chance where he was going to live his like holy hell, like that. Got to do it as a human. You got to go see space, and he would have to train for six months to a year and all this stuff. And then there was one moment where, like during that time, uh, Mark, the character, his son. Mm-hmm. Got in trouble a lot and was wearing weird makeup and all yeah, this stuff. Yeah, he started going through his phase. And, and, and then talking he, about a man's man. And yeah. he turned down the opportunity of a lifetime to just stay at home mm-hmm. because in a, in one scene he told his wife, he told Jill that my dad left around. My dad wasn't there at that exact age, mm-hmm. and I think that I I don't want to be that person. 
And so these little like subliminal moments in these shows, I think, kind of molded a lot of people of our generation to be better people. Not to say that you should look at TV shows and be, you know, like that's that's your way of learning how to be a good person. That's kind of silly. But like we watch a lot of content and like I think we learned a lot of little things from shows like that. I don't think a show like that exists anymore. It, it wouldn't. Well, first of all, you're talking about a show that was so popular on primetime TV. Primetime TV is just not there anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's not. So that, but I mean, I, I think... There isn't a collective there viewing anymore. There isn't a collective anymore. viewing yeah, anymore. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. just, there's not that one show. I mean, yeah. you, you said, what, maybe like Modern Family is probably that show that's that's popular. That is, still okay, on I'll give you that. It's I don't actually, know. I've never watched it. It's it, very good. I'm, I'm sure it is. It I'm is. sure one day I'll sit it's, down it, and watch it. It's one of those shows where if you don't watch it, I'm not caught up. I'm on the third. It's one of those shows where like I watched two seasons straight through and then just catch an episode when I yeah, can now but I, yeah. I I love it actually it's one of those shows that like it wins the Emmy every year and you get mad and then when you watch you're like okay I see why it wins yeah no and it's just we, we live in a, a revolution now where we're we're watching rooting like Ty Burrell and supporting yeah. really really shitty people Ty because, Burrell and Modern Family might be the closest thing I can think of as that right, bubbling because, loving because, dad because yeah. if you really think about it I mean I mean I guess we're just a culture that like relies more on, on realistic topics because in the end, are we going to relate or um, – I don't know what the right word is – understand more of somebody like a Don Draper or are we going to understand someone like a Tim Allen? That's interesting. So you're talking about one that has layers of complexities and one that has, for the most part, a moral center. Also, too, that, that 90s – I know it's a bleak way of Well, the of nuclear family of America just doesn't really exist anymore the way it did right. in terms of like you know a family being brought up that way. You know, like the neighbor next door, the – yeah, I don't know because like something like a show like Mad Men is like 100 times more realistic to me than something like Home Improvement. Well, I think maybe with 9/11 when that happened, like the, our our the way we consume things now, well, we just need to see reality. Right. We need to right. see things dark and brooding. Because it's and like um, and, like you and I yeah. obviously love the show Friends, and yeah. then they try to modern it up, basically with How I Met Your Mother. I mean, it's essentially although it's very different. How I Met Your Mother worked format. for a few seasons. It worked for it a few seasons, but it did get a little and ridiculous. There's more, and I'll be honest, there is a lot of things about How I Met Your Mother that they got right that Friends didn't. That Friends didn't exactly because yeah. they got um, they got the format, they, they got, got the, the time bar right, they got the done. they got the they got the realistic like realistic hangout. They're, they're, right? They got the more pop culture things. Although, right, to be where, honest, where, where, I would rather hang out in a coffee shop. Well, than Friends a bar myself, the, but. probably the reason why Friends is so timeless is that they never based their episodes off what was going on in that moment in the '90s, like. They they were they were so popular themselves that no matter what those characters said, that became part of the zeitgeist. Right, and what, rather than shows being like, "Hey, did you see that?" You know, that's as bad as Donald Trump. Like, and, you don't, you think, know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, and I think maybe like how I met, and how I met your mother, um, like what the characters did for a living and how they were able to live their life was a little bit more realistic as opposed to the Friends cast where they had I no mean, jobs. They had yeah. all, some of them had no jobs and they, and they kind of had a little bit more of a glamorized life. Yeah, I mean at least. Yeah, it's 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 hard because the '90s and the 2000s are two completely different decades. It's true. I mean, um, it was also more affordable to live. It was in more New York affordable to live in New York, and they were probably they were at the time. My guess is they're living in the West Village. It was probably a a neighborhood you can speak to this more than I can. A neighborhood that was probably at when they were living there on the cusp of being a lot more. Yeah, it wasn't what the West Village right, is now. Right, yes, right. Yeah. Which is one of the most Back expensive then, places to live, probably in the like. Country. There are certain areas now where people who live there twenty years ago like, 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 live like there now. Monica, yeah. and we'll, we could touch absolutely more on it when we actually discuss yeah. our 
Y panel for friends. But it's like, you know, Monica's apartment would be like five or six grand. Oh, easy. And, but it is also explained that show that, that it was rent controlled from her grandmother. So that, that's understandable. They threw one line in there. but rent yeah. con- and, and actually my cousin. And it, was, and, it, and it was because of that episode with Trainer. Yeah. Well, I had a cousin who lived in, like, she lives in New York and she had an apartment in the Upper East Side and she lived there for, I think it was like 10 years. Yeah. And um, my wife and I, when we were moving down there, we almost took her apartment over because it was rent controlled. Right. And then when we were about to move in, she was like, listen, I'm moving out. They're going to, because I'm out, the landlord wants to jack it up to what would be more valued. And it went up almost like, almost doubled. Right. And you're just like, well, you can't live there now. And, and like, you can just kind of see how all these places that were rent controlled now aren't. And yeah. so, which is why there's this huge like bubble of this area, like everything's costing so much. And when one apartment goes up and one's rent controlled, then you have to balance them out or you have to compensate. It's, you know, it's, yeah, a, it's, and it's a just like, I mean, a more realistic apartment, I guess, would be Julian Chandler's apartment right across the way. And same size. It's not though. It's not. It's, but it's it not that. Still size. two bedrooms, still a bath. No, no, it's, it's a decent size apartment. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. But I mean, that's a, it would have always looked like a more realistic. I mean, Monica's place, like Monica and Rachel's place, like it for for that time period was yeah. a nice looking apartment, very sleek, mm-hmm. modern for that time. Do you think Christopher Nolan would direct a Friends episode? <laughs> what the hell would that even? Be like? <laughs> that's a cluster. Oh my god, I know that's a clusterfuck right there. Yeah. The one where no one's ready, they end up going in like a black hole and they have to get out that's before. Weird. Yeah, that's weird. That's weird. I, I took it there. Sorry. You did. You I did. did. You went there. You went um, there. You know what's awesome about this podcast episode is that we never even had a structure and I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's always and, good when we have just a straight up discussion. Yeah. And I think that, you know, that, that sometimes brings us out the best because we're just so, we're very passionate about, about, you know, when we start with something as passionate that we care about, like Christopher Nolan, it kind of goes into other topics and subjects that- yes. That you know, our right, show. It's right, interesting. So, so, yeah, so, like so, so, so if if I had to think of like a show that he could take on now, you're always kidding about Friends, right? <laughs> oh no, 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 no of course. <laughs> but I'm like just thinking of like what what what's a show that um, he would take on, like Christopher Nolan could possibly take on. How cool would it be if he did a guest director episode of Westworld? Oh, my God. Oh, it'd be great. It would be yeah. great. I mean, he obviously, like Westworld fits in the mold. he would do that for his would. brother? Do you think he would do that? Sure. Yeah. Like yeah, by season would. two or three? I think he should. Oh, my God. That would be... But I think Freaking like awesome. uh, maybe 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 not thematic because it's kind of the opposite of what he appears to be like politically. But Mr. Robot, ooh, it's the other it's the other side of what he usually it's, does. It's the it's the opposite side it's of the Nolan. Opposite I never thought of, of it that way. Yeah, you know now now that you've said now I can't get that out of my head because Mr. Robot is you, essentially everything that Stanley Kubrick would probably be like as a filmmaker right now. Yeah, you got it's a Clockwork Orange as a show. Yes, you got to send me that article of the right wing. I'll find find it. It's a great art. It's a good now. Now now that you've said that, it makes you think of him a little differently. Not in a bad way. No, 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 no. But just like in a more like because because those are motifs in his movies. But do you think that men in suits? But but corporate culture. But do you think that it's also he he maybe he might just be that filmmaker that is just reflective of the time that we live in. He's choosing to go down. I I look at him too, and he's always like they. they, I mean, cast members always say that he's always very meticulously dressed and professional and everything like that. Not that I, I I. think that way of somebody that's a little bit more of a conservative right person but, but just like from what i've read like they're saying he's very well prepared he's always well groomed and he has got a suit on as opposed to notoriously you and i both know that directors like to dress comfortably yeah you know, that'd you know, be just, me and, like, hoodies. <laughs> i would never wear a suit and, 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 and i actually like would dress a little bit more conservatively but i mean that's just because i've been in the corporate world for so long but 
but that but that appears to be what he um, projects mm-hmm. as a filmmaker. I just thought it was a very very fascinating article, mm. really, because like I tried to think about like where have I seen that in his movies, and it just seems like. Man, I, I don't even know how to really describe it. Man in suits, men in suits, it appears to be a very, very big motif. He's got a flask very in his pocket that he always has tea in, <laughs> which I found interesting. He doesn't drink but like on set, but he puts tea in a flask. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's just like one of his ways of trying to be like, you know, a signature thing that he does. But it's just like, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to look at like most of his movies. So like, you know, Batman Begins, obviously Bruce Wayne is a very wealthy billionaire. Yeah. Um, looking at the prestige, like it, even though it's it, it's Christian Bale's movie per se, um, this the character does center around um, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman's a little bit more polished and mm. professional, a little bit more of a showman. You know, um, you know, Inception. I mean, that's like the ultimate right there because you have Leonardo DiCaprio and Joe Gordon, two very cool customers, very sharp dressed, and and they're they're battling it out. They 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 almost look like they're you know ready to go be uh, like major portfolio managers at a you know stock company. Are you watching closely? <laughs> Are you listening closely? Hey, just out of control. Are you listening? Are you listening <laughs> to the podcast code right now? I am. Thanks. Thanks for a great episode, Andrew. You're welcome. Well, I'll see you soon. <laughs> I'm counting on it. <laughs> this is the podcast code. We'll see you next time. Yeah.